Primal Nutrition Podcast. I am Selena, one of the hosts, and I have Krista over here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first episode. Yeah, we uh, haven't touched on Nutrition Podcast in a while, so uh, uh, we are our Nutrition Podcast, and we have Krista, who's over from CrossFit Nashua, and then me, who is primarily doing nutrition over at Sauhegan. Um, so we'll kind of introduce ourselves and then go from there. Uh, what we're going to be mostly talking about today is spreading awareness towards your nutrition and just providing some tips to ensure that you guys are um, prepared for everyday habits and things that can carry over into nutrition and even everyday habits. Um, So introducing uh, Krista, how long have you uh, been coaching for? Um, So I've been a coach at CrossFit Nashua. It hasn't been that long actually. I started, I think my first class was in November of 2021, so less than a year. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. I love all the people and everything. It's a, it's an amazing community. Yeah. I, uh, I remember the first time I met Krista, I thought she was been, she had been doing CrossFit for a while. (laughs) It was literally like, oh, I've been doing CrossFit for less than a year. Okay. Yeah. CrossFit (laughs) for like about a year and then loved it so much that I just couldn't help myself from kind of coaching when Eric and Tyler had, they had the, um, what was it? Like the that session that they ran the internship session kind of and like the talking about um you know the main points of coaching kind of learning what was involved in coaching and then from there kind of just went to get my level one and just jumped right into it um what so like backtracking a little bit what was your first thing that kind of introduced primal athletics to you Cause I know you, so Krista's over from Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is quite, we're in New Hampshire, so. <laughs> it's, it's not that far, but it's no. definitely different. So I moved from uh, Boston to Nashua last June, and it's actually a kind of a funny story of how I started at CFN. Um, I wasn't planning to join CFN. I had actually found um, another another gym, not because of anything to do at CFN. I had just found another gym and Um, I did like a drop in there and they had offered to let me do a whole week of classes to see if I liked it. And so I was kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. I can see like a week of programming. Um, And so I figured I would try that out. And if I liked it, I would join there. Um, This was one of the weeks last summer when it was like 100 degrees every day. It was like insanely hot. And the gym I had joined ended up closing down for like almost the whole week because of the heat. And I was really annoyed by that. So I found... (laughs) I Googled again and I found CrossFit Nashville and I was like, oh, I guess I'll do a drop in there. And I came to class and it was amazing. I like fell in love with the coaches and the people and just the atmosphere. Um, Nashville is definitely a very different vibe than Boston. People are way friendlier here. So I just loved it. And I never ended up going back to that gym. I just joined right away. Typical CrossFitter. Yeah. Hoping, literally seeking out the, the hardest situation, wanting to work out in the heat. Yeah. Um, So why did you, what made you kind of dive into coaching specifically? Um, Well, I kind of had 
you know, I mentioned the internship program that Eric and Tyler ran. I had never really thought of coaching, but when I saw that they were doing that, I was like, wow, you know, CrossFit has changed my life in so many ways. My life is totally different than it used to be. And I think about the coaches I've had in the past and how much of an impact they've had on my life. And just being able to do that for other people, I thought would just be an amazing opportunity and having the ability to change people's lives and being that positive impact in their lives. I just really wanted something like that. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of what we do is like when we start coaching initially, it's just like that gratifying feeling of seeing an athlete and like just wanting the best for them. And even just people in general, like you have that heart in you and like, that's what we're, we're hoping for. Um, what is your like number one focus? Do you think when it comes to being a coach, what are you striving for? And like, I guess I feel like legacy is a hard word and very strong, but that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, <laughs> your, I guess your I, legacy to leave. As I never coach. really thought of like my legacy as a coach. I'm so new to it that yeah. that's so far down the road, I guess. Yeah. But I think my main goal when coaching is just that everyone leaves class better than when they came to class. Yeah. You know, whether they are like ecstatic because they hit a PR or maybe they got their first toes to bar or they just like came in and hung out with their friends and had a good time and like moved for an hour as long as you leave kind of happier and better than when you came in that's like my main goal yeah Yeah. it's like the best hour of your day I think yeah exactly just like an escape route a lot of people just come to the gym to just get away from everything and that's kind of that's the goal Exactly. And I mean, it's always the best hour of my day whenever I'm here. I'm usually here for way more than an hour, so I try to make it the best (laughs) couple of hours. Um, And I just hope kind of for the same thing with everyone else when they come to my class. Yeah. Yeah. And just a plug, I coach Wednesday nights, (laughs) 5.45 and 7 p.m. if you want everyone to stop in and take my class. Or at CrossFit Nashua. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I... uh... Well, let's dive into a little bit about you and your story because I don't even actually know how you started coaching and everything so how long have you been here and how did you get here uh so I've been here I want to say about two years now I think it'll be two years in October since I started my internship um but being introduced to Primal Athletics um I actually did my first competition ever um it was Rookie Rivalry which we do annually I think it was this was our sixth one I wasn't a member at CrossFit Nashua, just kind of wanted to do a, a competition and was newer to it, was a scaled athlete at the time, um, came in and didn't have any friends that did the competition with me, <laughs> so I came in here all by myself. That's which really was, brave. Yeah, I know. I feel like that, yeah, that's what started all the the testing my boundaries, but I came in here. Um, there was a couple members who were actually members of Sauhegan and CrossFit Nashua that like came over and introduced themselves to me. Um, right off the bat, I was just like, these people are pretty great. Like, Im- immediate welcome to other athletes. I feel like that doesn't if... usually happen at a competition. No. You don't have people from the home gym coming yeah. over and introducing themselves. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Also, I feel like that's just, like, the thing of CrossFit. Like, we're, it's just the most welcoming community. And, like, you could be competing against each other. And it's just like, hi, we're <laughs> friends. Yeah. Even though we are competing against each other. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of my first introduce- introduction to Primal Athletics. So that's awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been coaching? Um, I've been coaching. I want to say like a year and a half. Um, I reached out to the owners of uh, Primal Athletics, which was Sarah and Eric, um, and I was just kind of like, "Hey, I kind of want to hop into this. Like, I really enjoyed the vibe of competing, and I love to make other people 
feel that way, just like how I did as a new CrossFitter. Um, and I met with Eric, and he kind of explained to me. I, I did my internship program. It was similar to you, um, except it was just me. I didn't <laughs> have anybody to do it with. Uh, and we kind of just met once a week, went over the methodology of CrossFit. They prepped me as much as they could for my level one. Um, and when you started coaching, you were coaching part-time, right? And then you transitioned to full-time? Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah, I was actually over in the veterinary field. And I would leave work from there at 4 and come coach the 4.30 and the 5.45 and then head home. And honestly, I was so excited to come here over. I was just like, okay, we just got to get through the first nine hours of my day. And then we have the most exciting job You get to the, be- the best hour of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The um, fun job, as I like to call it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say becoming a coach has definitely been and rewarding in its own ways. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of a background between me and Krista. Uh, we have very different backgrounds to it, especially where Krista's pretty new to CrossFit, I feel like. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I started CrossFit like a week before the pandemic happened. Yeah, it's and then I was doing CrossFit in my spare bedroom, which was so dangerous. Like the, <laughs> the, the setups that I had and stuff were were not ideal. It was made yeah. up of, like, Home Depot buckets. I was going like, to say, we're using, like, milk jugs. <laughs> Home Depot buckets and, like, a, a cooler was, like, yeah. my bench. And my boyfriend came into the room and was like, if you have to go to the hospital, like, I'm not taking you. This is so ridiculous. So yeah. I did, like, I guess, quote-unquote, CrossFit from my spare bedroom until the uh, – I was going to say the pandemic was over, but I don't yeah, know about that. Until, until the gym that I was at reopened and then we worked out. Um, outside like in the winter for a couple months and then um, everything opened back up and I was there for a couple months and then moved here so yeah Yeah. I think actually following that um, what made you strive to be specifically focused in nutrition because I actually we've gone into coaching um, but I think we all both of us kind of have a little bit of a background with nutrition and that's kind of why we took this route so we'll kind of touch on that and then we'll get into yeah, so that's a that's a great question. Um, and I mean, I'm so I talked about how kind of CrossFit changed my life in so many amazing ways. But kind of before I found CrossFit, um, I had been working out on my own, like kind of more just lifting based workouts, and I was getting stronger. But I have struggled with nutrition yeah. habits and eating my entire life, just because I feel like I'm naturally like I'm if you guys don't know or know what I look like I'm like 5'10 like not your typical CrossFit size athlete but I'm just like taller and bigger than most people and so Mm -hmm. my whole life I struggled with like being taller and being bigger than everyone and always thinking I was overweight so struggling with nutrition since I was kind of a kid um and I had been working out so hard and I was like kind of seeing results but not really um so I ended up finding this company on Instagram and reaching out it was for nutrition coaching um, and I signed up with them. It was um, similar to what we do with um, Primal Athletics Nutrition, where it was like an initial three-month program. Um, and I was like, all right, well, now that I'm paying for this program and I'm being held accountable, I have to do what they tell me to do or kind of I have to stick to the goals and the habits that we kind of lay out for me. Mm-hmm. And everything changed. Like having that accountability was so amazing. I hit like all my nutrition goals because I stuck to it so well. And yeah. I also just like going through that process, I learned so much about nutrition and it's kind of similar to CrossFit. Like it changed my life in so many ways that I just want to 
be able to help other people reach those nutrition goals. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but like nutrition is 80% of what you do and working out is like 20%. So it's such a big part of the goals that you have from, Mm -hmm. from a health and fitness perspective that I want to help people be able to reach their goals and understand that their goals are attainable and, you know, set out a path for them. Yeah, I agree. And I think our number one thing that I feel like we say is like, you can't out train a bad diet. And it's just, it's inevitable that people will kind of just come in here and then sometimes nutrition follows but for the most part people just come into the gym as consistently as possible and they kind of hope to see the results and it's like you got to take a step back and kind of focus on the basics and I think having a coach right off the bat and having somebody keep you accountable to certain goals is something that you need especially if you're newer to keeping nutrition habits um yeah definitely we don't we don't learn about it enough like growing up and in our life we don't talk about it enough we kind of are drilled to like work out but like you said you maybe when you're like 18 you cannot train a bad diet yeah. but once you yeah. are older like that's yeah. not happening when things start to kick in and it's just like you gotta especially joint health like uh, you gotta yeah. you gotta take care of everybody yeah. um so kind of following that uh, I wanted to discuss a little bit of just like the right mindset into achieving our goals um so we'll kind of dive in, into that a little bit um what do you feel like the right mindset is so a a lot of people kind of just say like you just got to have a positive outlook on your overall nutrition goals and it's like that's not that's not all it is no that's it's not just a positive mindset I mean it it is a positive mindset the the kind of focus for today is is the power of mindset but I think you know there's so many things that go into your mindset and I think a lot of it is around like motivation versus like determination and self-discipline like so many Mm -hmm. people think like okay I'm gonna get a nutrition coach I'm gonna be motivated I'm gonna hit these goals yeah for me maybe the the motivation comes like you have motivation at the beginning because it's something new and you're excited about it but once you get a couple weeks in like that motivation can easily fall away and yeah and you don't have that anymore so it's so much more about discipline and um kind of setting those habits and following them even when they're hard and even when you're not motivated because reaching your goals and sticking to those habits and seeing results I think that is what is going to give you the motivation to keep going it's kind Mm -hmm. of like a vicious cycle where you start with motivation it falls off yeah but then you start seeing results and the kind of the action Mm -hmm. which then goes back to the motivation so I think that's a huge part yeah of like your mindset is knowing that that motivation isn't always going to be there yeah exactly I, it's funny you say that I had, uh, my notes are here and it says awareness and control. Yeah. And that's literally exactly kind of what you, you described is just like being aware of, all right, I'm not in a good cycle right now. Let's kind of pivot and try to figure it out and develop these habits to get me to where I want to be. But also having the control to stick with that regardless of that motivation. Because that's not, like you said, it's not always going to be there. And it's kind of just like accountability. And this is why we kind of wanted to bring this up. Because a lot of people will say, all right, well, I know what I need to do, which is great. But I'm just not doing it. Yes, that's the one thing I always hear. I know what I need to do. Yeah, that's like the, especially coming in as a new member. And I'm like, all right, we, we definitely recommend like, Nutrition, like that's that's something that is first and foremost over working out. And they're like, yeah, it's just that, like I know what I need to do, and I think uh, nutrition is going to follow along with my my working out habits. Like I'm just going to want to feel better. Yeah, it's like, but that's not always you can't rely the on case. That. Yeah. Um, so I 
think we will go into uh, like three tips and what we um, kind of recommend in terms of our um, having the right mindset. But what would you say is like that that pivoting point of like between right mindset and we're starting to spiral down into into overcompensating and saying that like we have this goal and like that all or nothing mindset because mm-hmm. so I think the first step or the first tip we can give is kind of establishing your why yeah like that's one of the first things we do when our clients come in right is like tell me what your goal is and tell me kind of you ask them once like why is why do you have this goal and they say you know I have I want to lose weight because I want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why do you want to feel better? You know, so that I have more energy. Well, why do you want to have more energy? Yeah. You know, because I want to be able to, you know, go out in the yard and run around with my kids. Okay, well, why? And you could just kind of um, go into, I like to call it, or it's called like the five whys. So you mm-hmm. ask why five times and kind of that digs into the real reason behind it. I think knowing that why is so important because you can go back to that when you don't have that motivation mm-hmm. or kind of, you know, you can go back to what what your why is and kind of remember that in the back of your head. But I think with establishing the why, that can kind of be like the hardest part. I yeah. think sometimes when you ask clients like why mm-hmm. and then you keep asking why, I think when you, even when you get to like the second why, you know, they're like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the why is. And so you kind of get that same answer again. Yeah. And yeah. So, some people, you know, everyone's different. Some people are very aware and they know what their why is. And then I think others, you know, you ask them why and they're like, oh, I've never even thought about yeah. the why. So just helping people understand and dig into that and knowing for yourself what your why is, I think is really important. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a way to kind of dig in a little bit in terms of for those who don't know how to get there? Um Because I was just thinking, I feel like some, like you said, like that's the hardest part is establishing the why. And for especially for those who don't know how to get there and you just Mm -hmm. keep asking them and they're just like, I just want to be smaller. It's like, okay, but maybe try to think about what what's the fear behind you continuing the habits Mm -hmm. that you're continuing right now. And I think that that can kind of help people open their eyes to be like, okay, well, if I continue what I'm doing, like sickness may be a thing Mm -hmm. Uh, overall health in the long long run my joints might not feel better like I'm starting to really plummet in my workouts like it's just it's an over overlying thing of like you got to ask the question but also know your why behind it and know why your why is so important (laughs) why your why why is so important to you yeah and I think if you're having trouble it can like I said I feel like this can be one of the hardest things with the clients but asking them to kind of dig into like the feelings behind the why yeah and not just the superficial piece of it you yeah. know and yeah like I the think... intrinsic motivation behind it exactly like, like the the enjoying the process mm-hmm. versus enjoying the the reaction to the end of it yeah so like, I think if you if you kind of probe into what are your f- feelings like you want to fit into these pants, but, like, how will you feel? Mm-hmm. And, like, why do you want to feel this way? I think that can be yeah. really helpful. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's definitely something I actually learned in doing our HSN training. Uh, so we go through HSN as our um, training just for our clients, and that's the number one thing of, of establishing the why is asking the, the person how they feel and how they would feel if they accomplish that goal. And yeah. sometimes that can just make it reality for them, even if it's not at the moment. Yeah. 
So if you guys sign up for nutrition coaching, expect us to really yeah. Nail, Don't get annoyed. Nail it with, with the why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really important. Um, so, yeah, I think that that would be tip number one would be establishing that why. Um, from there, I think I'll actually kind of have you dive into that goal-setting factor. Um, so setting goals, um, setting a long-term goal and setting it as a SMART goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about SMART goals quite a lot. So I'll let you kind of dive into that and, and what SMART goals are. Yeah, I think goal-setting is so important and such an important part of both nutrition and fitness. And when you're setting your goals, like you said, they need to be quote-unquote SMART goals. So for people who don't know what SMART goals means, um, SMART is an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. So there's examples of kind of I'm going to say, quote, I'm doing air quotes here, but you guys can't see me. So, quote, unquote, kind of a a bad goal is, um, you know, I want to lose weight or I want to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. If if a client came to me and said that, I would would kind of probe them with questions and kind of dig into that a little bit more so that we could set a SMART goal. You know, saying I want to lose weight, it's not specific. You're not talking about how much weight you want to lose. It's not measurable because you don't know. If you're hitting your goal, like, did you hit your goal if you lost one pound or if you lost 10 pounds? Um, it's not realistic because you're not really working towards anything. Um, and then there's no time timeliness in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one I gave an example of, I want to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. That may be specific and it may be measurable. It may be time bound, but it's not attainable or realistic. Losing yeah. 10 pounds in two weeks, that's five pounds a week. We would never yeah, kind of recommend someone try to lose, you know, five pounds per week. It's just not... It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable or realistic. Yeah. Um, so kind of an example of a SMART goal, I would say, is um, I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year. So if we say we're it's, it's August 1st, it's, it's not August 1st, it's July 16th, <laughs> but if it was August 1st, you know, wanting to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year would be... Um, one pound per week mm-hmm. through the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so it's specific because you're saying how much weight you want to lose. It's measurable because you also have that kind of the 20 pounds in there. Um, it's attainable and realistic because you have that one pound per week. We usually recommend like one to two pounds per week for weight loss for sus- sustainable weight loss. Um, and then it's time bound because you have like by the end of the year. Yeah. And I think you mentioned this at the beginning, but um, setting your long-term goals and then your short-term goals within there, I think, is really important because if you have a an end-of-year goal, that's where the motivation can really start mm-hmm. to fall off because you're just working and working, but you're not actually hitting your goal because you haven't hit that 20-pound mark yeah, yet. Exactly. But if you set smaller goals in there, like five-pound goals, you know, every month, or ten-pound goals every like two or three months, that can kind of the action of achieving that five or 10 pound goal can kind of bring that motivation to keep you going. So you can see the small wins. Yeah. Like along if, you, the way. if you also, if you think about like when we did timelines in elementary school, like, yeah, yeah your starting point and your ending point, And then you just got to fill in the spots in between that'll help you get to that end. Point. Exactly. And it's like a lot of people will kind of over, over complicate it by, thinking of that end goal but then making everything in between so hard mm-hmm. like it's like I want to lose I don't know 20 pounds by the end of the year and it's like okay how are you going to get there I'm going to literally give it all or nothing and I'm going to take a bunch of things out from the from mm-hmm. the gate and then that's also not sustainable so yeah. it's also just figuring out the balance of 
I can still have the habits that I have right now, but every week, every month, I'm going to start to chip away at things that maybe aren't serving me well. And then mm-hmm. that's what's going to transfer to the end of the year goal as opposed to focusing on one thing and one thing only, and then you're taking out your entire lifestyle. Exactly. And I think that's where nutrition coaching is so helpful and so useful because we sit down with you and we go through what your goals are and what your why is and we help fill in the gaps to get there and help you make those really small changes along the way so that they are sustainable and you can kind of follow them basically for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Nutrition is not a thing that you kind of attack for three months and then just go back to what you're doing because it's not going no it's not going to work if you do it that way so we help people kind of make those those small sustainable lifestyle changes yeah yeah I also kind of want to touch on um kind of undershooting because I feel like a lot of what smart goals are is like we'll we'll aim for people to pick a measurable goal and they'll really shortchange themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I remember asking someone, um, what is your goal for the end, of the, the end of the next three months or something? And I think they said, like, I want to lose two pounds. <laughs> it's like, yes, that's sustainable and it's measurable and fine. But it's also, like, you know you can do You know that. you can do more. You, yeah, you know you can do more. And you got to have a little bit of belief in that, too. Yeah. And I think it's our job as coaches to kind of push people to yeah. reach a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. People, um, people are scared to set goals that they're not going to hit. So yeah. they shortchange themselves, like you said. So we're there to kind of push them a little bit, help them set more realistic yeah. goals. And yeah. like I said, fill in those gaps to help them get there so they can reach be successful and reach those goals it's realistic but that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy you know what I mean like nutrition is it's simple but it's not not easy (laughs) yeah exactly that's where the the comment comes that I know what I need to do I just don't do it yeah exactly and it's yeah I agree I think that also kind of brings it into tip three which is kind of reframing refocusing and then recovering from that so first off we'll start with that reframing factor um Reframe as in looking at the big picture. So when we talked about asking your whys, like that's where that kind of pitches mm-hmm. in of like, I want to be this size and pant size. Okay. And then you get to the little nitty gritties of the whys and it's like, okay, the bigger picture here is I want to be this pant size because overall in my lifestyle that I am carrying right now, I am unable to hang out with my grandchildren I'm unable to sustain at a pace that is tolerable for me at the gym. Like it's it's one or the other and being able to focus on things that you've done well over the few weeks rather than just focusing on one tough moment. Um, so how do you help someone kind of reframe if they come into you and they're like, oh, I didn't do this one habit for like the past week. Yeah. Kind of how do you help them reframe and refocus? So I personally logging my the end of the day every every night what I will do is kind of because I I'm definitely one to be like I didn't do this and I'm a I get a little bummed about it um but kind of reframing that in a sense of even if it's not necessarily the goal that you had it overall I think uh actually we'll we'll backtrack a little bit (laughs) 
me and Krista had a one-on-one because we had to we had to do like a mocking session for each other. (laughs) I know what you're going to talk about now. (laughs) And I am not good with drinking water, so that was my goal. We realized that very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Krista gave me this goal, and I right off the bat. I think, what was that first initial one? It was like... It was you had to drink like a blender bottle of water on your way to and from work because you had like an hour drive Mm -hmm. to and from work. So I'm like, you have no excuse to not be able to drink one bottle. Yeah. And you know what I did? I, uh, I would fill it and I would definitely drink it on my way to work, but that would hold me for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, I, I wasn't able to fill it to and from work, but what was I able to do? Okay, well, I left work or I left home, came to work, and I did fill it and I did drink it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's a, small, that's a small goal. And it's something that obviously you're striving for way more than that, but it's also taking the wins. And it, you can't be so hard on yourself because... We all start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, maybe we realized that, like, two of those bottles on your ride, like, to Mm -hmm. and from was too much. So we say, okay, the bright spot is, like, that you did it on the way to work for three or four weeks. Okay, now that you know you can do it on your way to work, okay, now we're going to add in. We're we're not going to let you slide with with not hitting this goal, but let's add it in now at the end of work, making sure that you have your water bottle when you leave work, making sure you fill, actually fill it before you leave yeah. so that it's right there. <laughs> I feel like you're attacking me right now. She, you can't, you can't see her, but she's staring into my soul. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I think also like allowing yourself to refocus that and just like explain to yourself why that wasn't attainable for you or for me <laughs> and writing your reason of why, why wasn't I able to do that? And maybe it wasn't even a good enough excuse for you. And it's just like, you just got to do it. You yeah. just got to draw it. You got to focus on one thing at a time. And if you're unable to hold that, then take a step back. Don't be so hard on yourself on that. And take the wins and explain explain the scenario to yourself. Yeah. I think, you know, reframe, refocus, and recover is so imper- important as coaches because it's not typical that a client's going to come, every client's going to come in with, you know, after their, their first check-in and, or their second check-in, third check-in and be like, I, I did everything I was supposed mm-hmm. to do this whole time. So it's our job to kind of help them identify what they did do well and kind of where they weren't as successful, kind of helping them put a plan in place to be more successful in the, throughout the next like mm-hmm. four weeks before we have another check-in. So yeah. that's kind of our job again to to guide people and to kind of fill in those gaps Um, and then also like being proactive and looking at okay so this is going to be your goal what are going to be some challenges that are going to stand in the way of you hitting this goal and let's try and attack those now so that when those do happen you're prepared Mm. and ready So, so kind of that reframe refocus recover but like beforehand yeah yeah I agree you're kind of Preparing yourself also for your worst case scenario. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you have no excuse not to drink that water on the way home. I'm better. I'm better about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think recovering also, uh, last thing, uh, recovering also by reviewing that. Mm-hmm. Reviewing, like I said, just kind of touching base on that and just reestablishing that goal. Even if it's like two or three times like that's fine Mm -hmm. you don't need to continue to move on and sometimes like really nailing it in and just making that a habit week after week is what's going to transfer over into the long term yeah like you can't just expect like one goal 
All right, I'm going to move on to the next hardest part when I haven't even necessarily hit that first tier. The easiest part, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you have anything else to add to that? <laughs> no, I feel like I really drilled into you yeah, on that one. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> That's okay. So we're not all perfect. We can use me as an example next time. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, we're not all. Nutrition coaches also need some help. <laughs> nutrition coaches need coaching, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think that we covered a lot of things here. Um, establishing our three, three tips. I, establishing the why, the goal setting, reframing, refocusing, recovering. Yeah. Kind of the three tips to having a positive mindset and being successful with nutrition. Yeah. And then also, just a plug, having a nutrition coach yeah. Will, yeah. will help you be successful as well. Even if you feel like you don't need it, you probably need it. I, I need it. I needed it. Yeah. And it, and it worked really well for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's our first episode. First episode is yeah. a wrap. That was awesome. That was good. Um, so definitely tune in. We plan on doing this the third week of every month. Um, so the third Tuesday of every month, that'll be me and Krista's day. Um, in the future, I'm hoping to bring some guests in, maybe bring some of our own clients in. Um, also, something that we are kind of hoping to do in the future is some Q&As. So if you guys want to submit some questions on our social media, um, we'll plug those as well. But any questions that you guys have nutrition-related, we can kind of take the end of the episode to touch on those because um, I know... It's not easy to access a nutrition coach, and even me and Krista, like some of you guys, don't see us all the time. So, um, even even if you guys don't, yeah, wanna... if you guys want to send us questions on like Facebook or Instagram, just Facebook message us or yeah. um, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you don't have um, our Instagrams, but I think most people do. Mine's just yeah. my name, Krista Locurdo. Yeah. Mine's um, Selena Q. Ramos. <laughs> so. Plug, plug. Yeah. Plug. Um, but if you don't follow us on social media, you can send your questions to like CrossFit Nashua. I think a Q&A session would be awesome. I think a lot of people probably have the same questions around nutrition, mm-hmm. so we might get a lot of the same questions, but I think a Q&A session would be awesome. Yeah. I think that'll be a good point too. So definitely be on the lookout. We'll be posting some of those so that you guys can submit your own, your own input and your own questions. If you guys have any ideas also. That would be. Any topics you want us to yeah. cover, send yeah. those our way as well. Yeah. All right. I will, uh, we will see you in one month, third Tuesday. Just saying. Have a good one, guys. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye.